0: whether you eat or drink whatever you do 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 or whatever you do do all to the glory of god
1: welcome to whatever you do i'm danny
0: and i'm abby we're just best friends trying to figure
1: out how to bring glory to god in whatever you do Is that the fourth or the fifth try that might have been the fifth okay abby said we have to keep this one so i guess we're keeping it sorry we have a special treat for you today on our podcast what's our treat abby we have a special guest with us can you guys guess who it is yet we've mentioned this person before not Stephanie, who we also mentioned mentioned multiple times in the last episode. That's not who it is. Sorry. Maybe she'll come on one day. Will you come on someday, Stephanie? <laughs> We're just
0: gonna converse with her through our podcast episodes <laughs> to see if she actually listens. It's gonna be really awkward when she doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, our special guest today is Melissa, the person we've talked about in our becoming Browntown episode. Mm-hmm. The friend who lives five houses down from Danny. hmm <laughs> So welcome, Melissa. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.
1: I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to be friends with us right now <laughs> after witnessing what just took place and just trying to start this.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, but here people- you are. And people don't know very much about you at all. So why don't you start by telling us? Who are you married
2: to? Who are you married to? I'm married to Gabe. How long have you guys been married? 15 years.
1: 15.
2: She beats all of us. Yep. And how many kids do you have?
0: Six. And I'm pregnant with number seven. And what is the age of your oldest?
1: What are all the ages of your kids?
0: Oh, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm.
2: Eleven nine, almost seven, almost five, three, one. And how many weeks pregnant are you? Eleven.
1: So how long have we known each other? Do you know this?
2: I'm sure you know it better than I do.
1: I think in January it was fourteen years. Wow. That we've been friends. We have been friends, Melissa and I have been friends, since before Chip and I got married. Uh, Gabe and Melissa were already married, obviously, since you've been married for 15 years. And then Abby met Melissa through me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably maybe a year into us being friends. I mean, you probably heard about... Melissa starting on and off, but...
0: I would say four years ago. I mean, definitely when we started going to Apologia, but I don't think we met before.
1: Right. That. Yes. I would kind of talk to you about Melissa and to you about, you know, Mm -hmm. I would talk about you guys (laughs) in good ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... We haven't always lived by each other. That is a two-year-old thing that we've been living this closely to each other.
0: But hadn't you guys, like, been talking about living next to to each other? We, let's see, we started going,
1: I met you at the church that we were going to way back. You and Gabe had gotten married and... Chip and I were in, we we all met in the college age group, but Chip and I knew we were getting married. And then ultimately we really started becoming friends more in our newly married small group after Chip and I got married. And we were in then a new mom's group with all of those ladies from our newly married small group. And I'd say probably... What kids do you think we were on when? I remember coming over to your house when I got pregnant with the
2: twins, maybe. Yeah, I remember you coming over. You had <clears throat> you were bringing me a meal. I think because of I course was, she was pregnant <laughs> and I yes. had morning sickness, and you brought me a meal.
0: I Look at it. Language. That's how we became friends, too. <laughs> I was pregnant. And we already had our friendship established. Know, but, but yes. Yeah. My, I'm,
1: I don't know if I've said it on here, but.
0: Danny's love language is food. It is. It really is. I remember. It was
2: spaghetti. You homemade the sauce. Aw. That was Look, sweet of cute. me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I also brought with me. Yep. A pregnancy yep. test to yep. make you look at it to see what you thought, because yes. it was a faint line, and I was and like, it was "Definitely possible." what do you think? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were, like, the first person besides Chip that I told. Oh, wow. um, this was
0: with the twins? hmm
1: Okay. So she had just gotten pregnant with Isaiah
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe a month before, because they're only nine days apart, but I had the twins right really early and she went to her date with Isaiah so um probably after that was when we started
2: being more intentional friends I feel like it was with the girls that was like we really started hanging out a lot which girls Nellie and Kenzie? No, Juniper and, and Brendan. I was like, oh, <laughs> how did I forget that part? Uh, that's awkward
1: that I didn't think we were friends yet, and you did, but <laughs> yes, I think by then we were like, I mean, I think the yet yeah, the. going on family vacations together when they were babies. Yes,
2: but I mean, in our pregnancies with them. I remember that kind of being a turning point.
1: Yes, I would
2: agree. And I think that the young... Which... The moms kind of dissolved.
1: Maybe a turning point before that in the sense that we both realized after the twins and Isaiah were born that we both were feeling led to possibly being more open with our fertility. Right.
0: How did that conversation come about? Like... How did you guys... Did you guys work through that together as friends, or...?
1: I don't feel like the beginning stages of it, we we worked through together as friends at all. I don't think we... Neither of us had any idea the other person was even thinking about it at all. Even though we were meeting weekly with our mom's group still, and I remember that we were meeting at your house and we were upstairs in your loft area and some question came up where I think I said something about being open to having another baby and it was kind of putting myself really out there because even though Chip and I had decided that we felt like we needed to be open towards it Actually saying it out mm-hmm. loud to other people mm-hmm. was still, like, I wasn't really willing to commit to that for a while. Yeah. So, and not, really not knowing
2: what other people, how other people would receive yeah. that, too. I thought that everyone would just think I'm crazy. Yeah.
0: Because so at this point, you had three kids?
2: No, she... No, I was pregnant with my third when okay. we kind of came to that decision.
0: Okay. Well, you would...
1: Yeah, I'm not sure when when we had the discussion whether we, I must have... I, I was, was I thinking already? about
2: those things while we were pregnant with our third. Okay. Well,
1: because um, Junie's your third and Brinley's my fifth and mm-hmm. we had worked through a lot of it before that. But I just remember me saying something about we might be... Maybe at that point we were being challenged to be open to even more than mm-hmm. that like one more baby because I remember s- saying something about well, I don't know if we'll have any more... And Melissa being like, I just read Family Unplanning. <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> She's like, I know. And it was like this huge revelation moment. What I is think. Family Unplanning? A book. Okay. Called
2: Family Unplanning. It goes through the entire Old Testament <clears throat> and then the entire New Testament and then church history, basically talking about all the verses that talk about children being blessings. Okay. And- what the like the church, church history like, founding fathers on. have okay. like specifically said about mm. contraceptives yeah. even
0: okay I've never read that book who's it by? I don't know it's really short oh okay
1: I didn't even read all of it I only read like a preview of it or something but I knew the context of it and that if she was reading that book I knew what she was okay. why she was reading it and I think really that helped take our friendship a lot deeper as we struggled through the practical implications of that and feeling, I had felt very much alone in kind of like you were saying, thinking everyone's just going to think this is crazy and Mm -hmm. I don't even know how anyone's going to understand this. And so, yeah, yeah that was... Let's see, the girls were born in 2012, so mm-hmm. about seven years ago, eight years ago.
0: So when did it come up on um, you guys talking about wanting to learn? I
1: think as up? we hung out more and our families hung out more, we, we took some trips to our cabins and we just were really talking about the... Lack of living in Christian community, and you know what would that look
2: like to live close to one another?
0: Because at this point, how far away did you live? Thirty minutes.
2: And when we would hang out, it was like we would just spend the entire day, day together.
1: Yeah, we would go over to one one house in the morning, have lunch together, and you know maybe be wrapping up by dinner time. Or sometimes, occasionally, even like the guys would join us then for dinner. Um, and, but we were maybe seeing each other like every two weeks or yeah. something like that. Sometimes once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I think wanting to see each other more than that, but it just didn't feel super practical right. with the amount of little kids we had.
0: And being 30 minutes away. hmm Yeah.
1: <coughs>
0: so, I don't know.
1: I know... You had different experiences with, like the house in Phoenix. Um, just thinking about ministering to your neighborhood. Yes. Not that you were a part of that, but yeah. But looking at different ministries that really focus on trying to reach neighbors and mm-hmm. like be involved with the people around you. And we talked, we had a lot of conversations surrounding that and how much easier that would be if you could do that with other Christian families Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. We never, I don't think we ever were taking it super seriously.
2: I think it was always just kind of a dream. (laughs) Yes. We didn't me and Gabe didn't really think about moving here to this neighborhood. Right. And you guys didn't feel like you were going to move anywhere. Right. And so it was like, well, that would be nice, but Mm -hmm. it's probably never going to happen.
1: Yes, that's very much. I would kind of think like maybe some at some point we'll both feel called into some specific mission that would draw both of us to it whether Mm -hmm. that meant in another whether that was like an inner city type of thing or another state Mm -hmm. or another country I just I remember the conversations being those types of conversations that you almost walk away from them thinking I wonder what God is preparing in our hearts Mm -hmm. for the future Mm -hmm. um but at the same time thinking maybe nothing like yeah who knows
0: so melissa how i don't even know the answer to this question but how did this you moving into this neighborhood come to be like when did the first idea of it you know how this started i don't you be quiet i don't think (laughs) i
2: know oh
0: Maybe maybe I do, but, um, like, the very
2: first thought of it... Okay, I remember Danny saying that your house was going up for sale. Okay. Like, your house that you live mm-hmm. in now. And I remember her saying, like, that you guys were, like... Looking at it. Yeah, and I was like, oh, wow, like, they're really doing it. Like, that's really cool. And then when she posted that this other house on her street was for sale, it was like, maybe we could really do this. Like, maybe we should... And I remember even like, Gabe was the one that was like, I think we should go look at it. And I was like, wow, really? Like, okay. Like, let's go take a look.
1: So when I posted about the house, I remember specifically typing out Melissa's name to tag her of like, look what's available in our neighborhood. (laughs) And deleting her name because I was like, I don't want her to think that I have some like... Expectations, or that I'm going to be upset if she doesn't... Like, why would they want to yeah. look at this house? Like, right. they have
2: they a cur- great They lived in their,
0: like, dream house. Yeah. Yes.
2: We lived in the house that we thought would be our forever house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we liked your house, too. Yeah. I mean. yeah, it was
0: really nice. It was
2: the perfect house. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't want to be casting these, like, expectations. So, I deleted Melissa's name, and I was like, I don't even know if Melissa will see this, because... You're not always the first person to see things on Facebook. Yeah. and
0: So what do you feel like God was doing in your heart during this, like leading up to this time? I think God has for a
2: very long time had it on my heart that living in community is um, beneficial. Just um, like Danny said to ministry and just
0: spirituality and... Um, Just, I don't know. Do you feel like it was a struggle for you to, like, give up your, quote-unquote, dream house? Well, it definitely
2: was, but not at first. You know, in the beginning, like, when we saw the house, I got really excited about it and excited about just the idea of living in community, and things happened super fast. Mm -hmm. We put an offer on it, like, a day or two later, um, and then very soon after that, put our house on the market, and... As soon as our house, like, was sold, I started having, like, massive second thoughts about it all mm-hmm. and feeling like, wait, what do we do? Like, this is our dream house. Why are we leaving it? Like, this was a mistake.
1: And even the community that you were walking away from, I'm sure that had to be a little bit difficult because you had friendships that you had built there
2: and yeah, that was really hard. But I didn't have any deep relationships with any Christians there, so it wasn't the kind of sisterly um, relationships that I felt I was looking for, as far as the deepness. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So, what was it like when you like first came and looked at this house?
2: Um, When we first saw it, I was really excited about it. Um, It was in bad shape, but I saw the potential in it, and it had a lot of the things that I had always wanted in a house, like a place for a garden and Mm -hmm. um, a fireplace and a big front porch.
1: I remember being shocked that it was even an option for them after we looked at it. I walked around the house looking at it with them, and we walked back to our house, and... I just thought, oh, no, there's no way. And then Melissa was like, it's perfect. And I was like, oh. So I definitely felt like that was God.
2: Definitely, like, stirring that in you to see that. And
0: it's certainly my personality to be impulsive. True. And very optimistic. <laughs> yes. Yes. That you definitely look at the good in situations. And yes, yes.
1: So by the time you really were regretting it, <laughs>
0: it was, it was too contract. late. <laughs> you were in contract and you can't yeah. really go back. And now I'm really
2: thankful because a lot of the reasons that I didn't um, want to move kind of at the at the end were, you know, I liked our big house. And it was just kind of superficial things that in the end are not near as important as building relationships and community and... Um, our families being close
1: yeah
2: what about Gabe how do you think he was he as excited as you were when oh not in the beginning I don't think I think it took me kind of talking about how amazing it was gonna be but at the time when I started to have my breakdown of oh no what did we do he was very much like Oh no, like we did the right thing. Like God is doing this and you know, you need to feel at
0: peace about this. I think even when you think about the like details of like how God orchestrated, I feel like I don't even remember half of those of how he worked out you guys getting the house and when you were going to close and then like it was a lot of it was a
2: lot of details falling in a place that um some really amazing ones actually yeah
1: I know one of the big things you wanted to do was redo the flooring and move the island in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And you were trying to figure out if you would have enough money from selling your house to be able to do those things. And you were wanting to do all of that before you moved in. But your house wasn't going under contract. You already had like you you needed it to close and get the money before moving into your house and getting the right. f- and that wasn't really happening and I can remember having a conversation with Gabe Where it was like, this is still the plan, but we absolutely have no idea how it will happen. Yes. (laughs) And it was like a couple of days before you were. Yeah, it was like
2: two days before. You were supposed to close on the new house.
1: Yeah. And your house wasn't even under contract yet at that point. It had, I think, had someone looked at it at one point? Like it was?
2: Yeah, I can't remember. People, people had put offers or something, but yeah.
1: at that point, I don't think you had sold it, and you were trying to figure out how you were going to have two mortgages to pay for yeah. and
2: what happened. And our house that we were buying flooded. Like the two, like days, two before. days before we were supposed to close. And um, it ended up being the perfect thing because their insurance covered. Um, new floors and new counters and, um, some painting and baseboards and all that. And um, the seller was really good about yeah, including really you sweet in about
1: on it. the details of that mm-hmm. and choosing what you wanted. Yeah. you let us choose all the things But we it wanted. didn't
0: have to go through like your
1: insurance. Right. It and it also them. delayed closing. Yeah.
2: Delayed so closing about a month. Yeah. And then by the time you did close, your house We We had had already sold sold. and closed on that, and we were out of there. Yes. So I just remember how amazing
1: that felt of, like, what are the chances Mm -hmm. when Gabe had such a strong resolve of, well, I know God is doing this, and he's going to work out these details, and I don't know how this is going to work, but it's going to. And I remember kind of thinking, like, Oh, no. I'm glad Gabe is so sure about this, but it's really not looking great at this point. And then getting the phone call of, like, the house flooded. And even at that point, not really knowing what that meant. Right. It was kind
2: of sad because it meant we weren't going to be closing. And it was all... Well, and even the
1: details of knowing who is this like this we think this falls on the seller, but how how are they going to be about this whole situation and so it was really neat to watch how that all
2: unfolded and yeah god definitely blessed us
0: and also even to add into this this neighborhood is not the neighborhood we live in is definitely not one that is there's loads of houses for sale
1: i don't think in that time So we've lived on the street for, it'll be six years this summer, this coming summer. And on our street, I think only one house has gone up for sale in that time. Besides the two. Besides your two houses. Mm -hmm. One of them, I think a couple of the other houses were sold in that time, but it was sort of... People find out about the houses that they're going to be
0: sold. Right. And then... They never even actually go up for sale. Yeah.
1: And that that was the other amazing detail. I think we had talked about it back in the other episode about the fact that both of these houses were listed as exclusive. Right. So they sales, weren't on, like... The MLS at all. Right. And that just doesn't make any sense to me of why people would really do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked out well that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there weren't a bunch of other people trying to get the houses so yeah yeah so you moved in just a couple of weeks after tim and abby Mm -hmm.
0: and And at this point i feel like we were friends i mean i had maybe been to your house a couple your old house a couple of times but i don't feel like you and i knew each other on the same level that like we both knew danny right So I feel like even in the last two years, God has grown our friendship greatly. I agree. So it's been really cool to see not only our friendship, but like our husbands and our kids basically growing up together the last two years, especially the littlest ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's been really fun to see how their relationship has been.
1: So what are the aspects of Christian community that we were drawn to?
2: <laughs> I don't know. You know.
0: Uh,
2: I think being able to pour into each other's lives, like having the kind of relationship yeah. that you know what is going on with them, and like you can see sin in their life, and you can see blessing in their life, and it's just um, it's just evident.
0: Yeah, I think I think back a lot to just. Danny and I had a lot of the same similar hangout times that you guys had where she'd come over in the morning and we'd hang out until nighttime and I just remember like loving that time and just getting the time to like cook together and she would teach me how to cook and we would just get to have a lot of conversations just about like everyday life and grow in that way that I just loved that so the idea of being able to like live next door and spend even more time in each other's lives and just being able to confront issues in our, in our walks with Christ and in our different relationships. I just love that we would be able to have that fellowship with one another.
1: I know that one verse that always comes to my mind, that I always hope, like my prayer, is that God will be... Doing this through us is, John 13, 34 through 36, is a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And obviously, you don't have to live next door to each other right. to love one another. Obviously, as the church, we should be loving one another in lots of ways, and right. we have love for... The bride of Christ within our congregations that we're a part of, and without like within the universal church. But I've always thought, especially when I think of the neighbors around me and the people around me, I've always thought if I could be living out Christian love with other believers mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm it would be so much easier to fulfill like and allow people to to see what Christ has done mm-hmm. when they can look at the relationship that I have with others and it just makes it so much more functional and practical to be next door or a few houses mm-hmm. down
2: and right. um so yeah that's I think the practicality of it is kind of what surprised me the most as far as like how much easier it is to be a stay at home mom when you're doing it with your friends, yeah, and just the basics of childcare and cooking, mm-hmm. um, yeah it, having somebody that you can just send the kids over or mm-hmm. making meals for each other it's you just don't you can feel kind of alone when yeah. you're just a stay at home mom, but when you're doing it together it it just feels a lot more fun for
0: sure, yeah. So what do you feel like are some challenges to living in close community? (laughs) I don't really. Of course, you're not going to be able to think of anything, Melissa. (laughs) I
2: really, I really wondered like, like how long until we get sick of each other, you know, and it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I don't know. Are you sick of us, Abby? I wouldn't be the one that would be sick of us. You're the one that's bringing up challenges. Like, no, I I'm, just curious. Challenges
0: I'm just curious if you guys felt like things surprised just you. Just so that everyone knows,
1: if we had challenges, we would be quick to feel okay telling each other. So yeah. our lack oh, of yeah. response in this isn't because we're afraid of what other people might think. But I really feel like... You posed that question and I am struggling to think of.
2: I mean, I can think of like a couple of times when my kids have been in sin and like you guys have had to like tell me about it and that's like hard, but I wouldn't say that's a challenge or a bad thing. I think that that's like Even
1: that I feel like is an encouragement and a good thing because it's like providing opportunities with people I
2: trust to be able
1: to really... Mm -hmm parent my children in a way that gives me, like, prime examples to work through and deal with.
0: I feel like the only challenge, which isn't really a challenge, like, ultimately it's a good thing, but that I could think of is just, I definitely feel like, we talk about this a lot, but you guys bring me out of my comfort zone in parenting and just in everyday life. Melissa's the, like, (laughs) super spontaneous and adventurous person. By that, Abby means we go outside. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't like being outside. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But even just, like, letting... I feel like there's just aspects of parenting that I have just grown in and been able to let go of. Obviously my kids are the youngest and I'm, I'm the youngest and we're like the least experienced. We have the least amount of kids. I just feel like it's been a huge blessing. Also definitely like sanctifying in my life to like watch you guys as moms in wives and just be challenged by you guys and encouraged by you guys, which obviously isn't a challenge of living next door. That's one of the reasons we do it. But it has been something that has revealed a lot in my own life of like, okay, so why am I doing this this way? That if I were just living at my house, like far away from you guys and not in a close community, I just feel like it would be harder for that to be revealed to me as... Well, and I
1: think it's really... Has made it a real thing to deal with when we do have different ways of doing things Mm -hmm. than each other, deciding is this something that is worth causing the difficulty to continue that we feel like this is something that we want to to maintain, that our family is going to do it the way that we are doing it? Mm -hmm. Or is this something that we need to give a little on and Mm -hmm. it's not really the big deal that we thought that it was. And it's really challenged us to look at those things Mm -hmm. and
0: learn. Can you give any examples? um,
2: hmm. What about like movies? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Movies are, that's, I mean, it's a good example, except that it's hard because I don't even know what are, Standards, of
0: right? Life. But I feel like that our three families have different views of, on like what we let our kids watch. We let our kids watch different things.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that we've all learned. Like you guys have been gracious to be sure that if there's something that you don't think that we would want our kids watching, mm-hmm. that you have been respectful of that when our kids are in your home, or and even teaching your kids to not make a big deal about it if our kids haven't gotten to see something that they have gotten yeah. to see um, and vice versa it's made I think it's it's caused us to think about like are, are we right in this decision is this something mm-hmm. we really should be caring about or not and um,
0: but we can all think differently and have different and convictions on different topics like movies and still live in harmony with one another yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I think another challenge I am thinking of. There's two. One of them is scheduling.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: When you have three busy families and nineteen kids, and three different husbands' work schedules. Yes. And you're trying to carve out specific time to spend with each other to allow the kids to spend with each other and you're trying to get school things done and other activities it can be a little bit daunting Mm -hmm. to feel like and again it's kind of that give and take and being being courteous about other people's schedules and lives, yeah. but also figuring out when when is it really important to us to continue to maintain, like, I'm sorry, but we can't have kids over right now, like, because our kids
0: always want to play. Yeah, they play all day, every day, if we love them.
1: It's funny, we will be gone for, like, one day, and it's, like, <laughs> seems like it's been the end of the world to them if mm-hmm. they don't get to see each other. Um, the other one is sickness,
0: Yes, that is a challenge.
1: It's already a challenge in a big family Mm -hmm. when someone gets sick. But when you have 19 kids who have all been in close contact with each other and then someone throws up or something, you're like, oh, why
0: Why did we decide this was a good idea? (laughs) But on the flip side, the benefit is we don't have to... Necessarily, be quarantined we don't against feel, each other. Right, we
1: yeah. don't feel Like, when we go through alone. the
0: winter months of feeling like people are sick forever, we at least still get to hang out. Even when we don't get
1: to go to church, we...
0: Can still hang out with each other because... because somebody's sick in all of, all of the families, right. so... yes. yes like, I, New Year's Eve this year. Oh. We still got to New do... New Year's
1: it. Eve, we were, like, hanging out, playing games and going... Kids to were throwing tent, up. The kids yeah. that were puking in between and...
0: <laughs> But we didn't have to totally cancel the New Year's Eve party. True. So. (laughs) Plans just changed a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So.
1: That's a little bit more about Brown Town.
0: Any other thoughts? Nope. Nothing.
1: (laughs) So Melissa will... Be making guest appearances. We're going to force her against her will. And also, we're going to talk about her baby. Yes. And her pregnancy. She doesn't know this yet, but...
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're forcing her into it.
1: I mean, she's willing, guys. It's not like we have her handcuffed to the chair (laughs) or anything. (laughs) But she is the more... uh, I would say she's the more quiet and reserved one,
0: but I think that's just a myth. Especially if you start playing a game with her or do a catechism challenge at church. <laughs> then she gets a competitive real one.
1: And we don't know what we're going to talk about next time. So you <laughs> do can <we> be ever? <laughs> praying for us always. I know. Do we ever know what we're talking about?
0: While we're talking? No, not usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great.
1: <laughs> you One guys of are us just so needs awkward. to end this. <laughs> Melissa was like nervous about being on this with us, and we tried to reassure her that, that this isn't anything we're doing. super special. And I think now she believes us. Hopefully.
0: Yeah. Hopefully, you people. Don't,
1: you don't really have to be nervous to be on this with us.
2: Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Melissa. <laughs>
0: Bye.